0: welcome aboard i'm brad i'm eric and i'm scott welcome to my ship story podcast
1: this is a podcast where we invite crew members both past and present to tell their stories about life at sea so come up to the pool bar and grab a drink sit
0: back relax because it's time for my My
2: ship Ship story
1: Story. (laughs) that was terrible
0: hey
2: my name's brad welcome to another episode of my ship story podcast welcome aboard got with me the guys Scott and Eric, Eric's actually with us today yeah, for a change. I Finally
1: made it again. I finally made it back.
2: Where are you been? Hiding wow. in a hole? Have you been doing a uh, cleansing? Have you been doing a hermitage? Well, he got he got I, a hair, your,
1: haircut. It looks like um, I did get a haircut. I don't know if you you can't really tell, but the back I, can't sti- I can't style. I can't style. Should
2: on. have got your hair dyed as well. I um, mean, I'm not,
1: well, I'm not quite sh- at that point, but almost. Holy at that point where I need to get it dyed.
2: You've got almost as much gray as I do now.
0: <laughs> no, I don't. Just dye it all, just dye it all gray. That'd be hot. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, it's not that bad. It's just the beard that's all gray. No, my dad, my dad, you know, he fell down and and hurt himself and needs a lot of care. So I've had to like really kind of go back and forth between the house and I have to be over there because my mom can't take care of him all by himself. You know, it's one of those things with elderly parents that you you hope you don't have to go through, but now we're at a stage where it's it's just a little rough. I got my brother. Luckily, I mean, I I can do this today because I got my brother in from Miami, so he's here for a couple weeks. um So that's going to be good. But but between that and like a 20 year old dog that, you know, I have to. That's why I keep looking back because I don't want him to fall off the couch. Um, <laughs> he just turned 20. So it seems like my dad and him are in the same position. They're both a little senior. Wow.
0: And I have to take care of both of them. don't want either of them to fall off the couch.
1: No, my dad last this morning. Thank God for my brother was staying there. My dad has a neck brace. He he broke the C one, C two vertebrae in his neck. And so he he has this neck brace on. He really cannot get up by himself because he can fall down very easily. But he's not all he's not a hundred percent there mentally. So this morning about six AM, he decided to get out of bed on his own. So what happened? He fell. And then my mom woke up screaming at the top of her lungs. You know because she thought you know yeah had, she had hurt he had hurt himself so my brother wakes up at six in the morning to a screaming mother um but luckily he was there so he helped get him back up because my mom can't pick him up you know she can't like lift him so they need extra help so i'm kind of screwed when my brother leaves at the end of the month and then my other brother doesn't arrive for like another week so i don't know what i'm gonna do if i'm gonna stay over there head over there anyway Long story, but that's been the gist of why it's been a little challenging the last few weeks. Right.
2: It's been a good reason that Eric hasn't been here. That's yeah. why we haven't fired him again. Gosh, we've <laughs> yeah. fired Eric so but many times and Brad, he just refuses to take it.
1: But you'll be happy about this, Brad. I know I haven't booked in in a while, but uh, I had an old ship friend in town who's a real estate agent as well. And so I went and had a couple of drinks with him and we'll get him on the podcast soon.
2: Oh, sweet. Sweet. Because, you know, I've been looking at the guest list and it's been like host. It's been like Brad, host, Brad, Brad, host, Brad, host, Brad. (laughs) And I'm like, fuck, guys, come on. So wait a wait, second. Wait.
1: So why are you giving me all this shit and not any to Scott? <laughs> well, well, hey, that was I going gave Scott so some well. shit. Some <laughs> shit after
0: you laughed the uh, other day. Okay, you, yeah, you missed did. it. Okay, I
2: missed it. Okay. <laughs> that was going oh, so well.
0: Thanks. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. You're welcome, Scott. Scott. Scott, you got anything to add here before we get to our guest today? No, uh No, I don't have any movie stuff. But, you know, staying in the, uh, the genre of being old, I, I think I told Brad before we started Started last time, you know, my surgery got moved up to March 30th sur- surgery to on my rotator or whatever's problem in there so I can be done with that. But, you know, I reheard it a lo- little bit. And this is this is more of the comical way of getting old as I'm trying to visualize with this so I'm uh, I'm out spraying a yard, and I'm walking backwards, and I'm on the side of the road, you know, between the sidewalk and the and the street, and I'm pulling my hose backwards, and it sounds so bad. So I I keep <laughs> <Is> that <laughs> a euphemism for something. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I wish I could do that again. So yeah. I'm I'm pulling it, and I I thought I was three feet away from a giant manhole, but I was not, and I hit it with my heel, and I fell backwards, and of course wow. I fall to this side, so. Really quickly, my mind is like, that's the side that's going to hurt when you make contact. So I try to fall as gently as I can. And I pull my arm in and I roll over. All this is in slow motion because I'm trying to I'm trying to work through this fall. And then I roll over and then I go out into the street. On the same arm that it was going towards anyway. And I ended up falling. I know that I'm in the street. So if you know, my pain when I hit that is like I'm I'm nauseous. Like I think I'm gonna throw up. I'm in so much pain. You know, you put that aside and you pop right back up because a car's coming and you're like, nothing, nothing, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. And the cars drive by and they're like, like, what did they just witness me falling in slow motion, not knowing that I was in enormous amount of pain. So yeah, it's still really sore now, but I'm excited. March 30th on my birthday. I'll be having my surgery just in time for Hawaii.
2: Sweet. Good <laughs> luck. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to our guest today. Um, this is a kind of a special guest for me because uh, this goes back to my uh R ships days with Renaissance. And this is the new this is the new Renaissance. This is the this is the version two. I did do a stint on the old really, really small renaissance ships and i just i've been racking my brain all day to remember which ship it was but i cannot most of the time i was on the on the new r ships and this was a guy that um i worked uh pretty closely with there in the beginning and uh so excited to have him on the on the podcast welcome to the show sammy cohen thanks for being with us
3: thank you very much i appreciate it. thanks for welcome, having sammy. Thank you, thank you, privilege. Well, one of the things that we
2: want to start with is how did you start working on cruise ships? How did That's it happen great. for you?
3: Yeah. So, so well, my name is Sami Cohen, and here is my uh, cruise ship story. Oh, so, get uh, it in there! Way to go! <laughs> right, for, right, yeah, like awesome. it. So, I started my cruise ship career in 1990, back in the days, on board the QE2 as oh, a Yeah. Cunard, Cunard Line, as a sommelier. What? Yeah, we used to to do Southampton, New York, four and a half days nonstop at sea, 35 crossings a day. And here and there, you know, we used to do a couple of uh, Mediterranean and Caribbean cruises and then off to go to the 110 days world cruise. So I stayed on QE2 um, almost three and a half years. Uh, it was a great opportunity for me to work in that uh, caliber of the ship it was a uh, back in the days it was the largest transatlantic liner with multiple class of the restaurants uh, we used to have close to uh, two thousand guests uh, and another thousand crew members on that ship.
2: Sammy, how did you get on that first ship?
3: Well, uh, how did I get on that first ship? I can't tell you. Uh, that I was, I you know, I graduated from a hospitality food and beverage school in Turkey. I am originally from Turkey, Istanbul. Uh, and- Istanbul. The hotel that I was working on, it was the Intercontinental Hotel in, in Istanbul, Turkey, and I was working at the front desk. So all of a sudden, we had this entire ballroom, whole day, three days, full of candidates that they're trying to go on a cruise ship. It was an interview. Uh, you know, Cunard Line I came to Turkey, uh, did all food and beverage interviews for the waiters, junior waiters, cooks, sommeliers, bartenders. So um, here I was at the front desk the last day, said, well, you know, you seem to be a nice uh, gentleman. Would you be interested to come on board and work for us? I said, why not? And the next thing I heard, uh, you know, I got a mail uh, in my uh, mailbox uh, at home in Turkey. It was an invitation for a visa and a contract. So um, I got it by accidentally. Um, it wasn't planned, but it was, it was a great opportunity for me to go around the world, see the world, and be many places, and in the same time, you know, uh, do, do a great, uh, great job. And, you know, Cunard, QE2, was a British ship. So we had three months on, two months off contract. So I was wow. only on board, uh, you know, three months and two months off paid. You know, it was unhealthy. and we nice. had a, and, had, and was had this, a Union. <laughs> and was this directly with Cunard, or was it with Apollo? No, it was. It was with Cunard.
1: It
0: okay, was with Cunard. Yeah, that's so nice to have a two or three month contract, though. Yeah,
3: Jesus. it was. It was a British Union ship, so uh, you know. Uh, I go back and are, do
0: that now
2: if they had that. So, so you were working under a British Union contract.
3: Yes, yes, yes.
2: Nice.
3: Yeah, it was. It was a very, very good privilege, you know. Uh, It was a party ship. I can tell you Um, the ship, the ship was amazing. Uh, You know, I, I met, and even today I have few friends that, that, you know, one of my cabin, uh, cabin mate, uh, uh, Manuel, uh, you know, he lives in England in Brighton uh, and he's a taxi driver now, but uh, he's, he's older than me. You know, we are still still in, in touch i met many celebrities and legends uh, you know we used to have a, a huge celebrities like the barbara Streisand. we used to have a uh, you know wow. uh, that's big uh, time uh, even michael jackson that, that you know the travel wow. you know but people they didn't want to take the plane back in the days this was the way to travel to europe and uh, and new york and we had a great five star service so you know, so
2: it was so that Cunard run was less of a cruise and more of a transatlantic liner. Correct.
3: Correct. Do it correct.
2: The, like the old, old school uh,
0: ship that would. It's like an affair just, to remember. They just go from Europe to, to New York back and Yeah, forth. four and
3: a half days. It, it was nine knots. Like a plane nuts. flight,
0: except on sea.
3: Hundred percent, but uh, you know we had we had we had the, you know traditional cruise uh, operations like the Broadway shows, the casino, the shops, uh, multiple restaurants, bars, pools. You know the only difference was on that ship, you could only dine in based on your cabin class. So if you were on the lower cabin class, you could assign to a what we call Mauritania restaurant double seating. And you had certain privileges to go certain places and not everywhere. Then you know. Then all the at the lower in- cabins, they
0: get to have like beef stew and and, uh, and chicken yeah. and, and four day old <laughs> rice.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. The food, the food was the food was all star all over the place. Uh, I can't tell you. I mean, um, it was it was a pretty busy ship. Um, I I really enjoyed it. From there, um, I. I worked uh, directly. Cunard purchased a Royal Viking uh, back then. It was the Royal Viking Sun. So, uh, I transferred after their acquisition to Royal Viking Sun. I did a uh, two-contract. It was the beautiful ship. Um, I was an assistant food and beverage manager, and I became a food and beverage manager on that that ship. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, And and I received an opportunity right after 1995-96 to join into the one of the best cruise liners that I, I have worked in my career, apart from Renaissance, Crystal Cruises. Um, I was a part of a Crystal Cruise team. Uh, you know, I opened the uh, Crystal Symphony. Uh, I worked there for three years. All Starship. It was this ship, uh, you know... Uh, of the, uh, of the Seven Seas. Uh, they received all the uh, travel, uh, you know, recognitions. It was, you know, very uh, affluent uh, operation. Um, and um, in fact, uh, today where I am, you know, had a lot of things to do with the, with the, with the Crystal Cruises. Um, then 1997, 98, uh, you know, uh, I received a great offer from Apollo Ship Chandler's uh, to be a part of the Renaissance, the new Renaissance team. Um, you know, I came back to Miami. I worked for an Apollo uh, all the way from the opening and the closing of, uh, by the way, I opened all eight ships. I closed all eight ships during the bankruptcy. Oh, I, was wow. the, one, I was one of the remaining operation manager. Uh, where the ships were arrested in multiple places. Uh, we, had, yeah, we, had, we had five in Europe. Wait a second, in India, wait a second. Let's go back to that one second. Two in
0: Tahiti. What, what does that yeah. mean when a ship is
3: arrested in a place? Well, you know, uh, when the company declared bankruptcy, the, uh, these ships are being financed by the banks. Uh, Renaissance was actually uh, financed by a French bank French oh, okay. in the Swiss bank. So they seized these, them. They seized them. Yeah. You know, it, oh, okay. it, is, it is an arrest. We call them arrest because what happens is you are at sea. You, you know, you have we had passengers in all over the ships. So we got the news that the you know the company declared bankruptcy. So the captains they don't know what's happening. They are all floating a couple of days. In the meantime, uh, every time that they are in ports with the port agents and the local authorities. You know they are being uh, basically seized or arrested. So yeah, it's a
2: repossession, basically. Repossession. Correct. Yeah, Correct. but because there's so many moving moving pieces, you know, it's called oh, an
0: arrest or whatever. It is, it is yeah,
3: this is not easy.
0: So when when this all goes down, like what happens? Is it is it a surprise? Like the the ship comes in, they let the passengers off, and they're like, "All right, we're seizing this bank." And the captain and the officers are like, wait, what? I mean, is it a
3: surprise
0: or do they know what's coming?
3: No, no, it is. They, they do get noticed because basically, uh, you know, the, the ship's agents, you know, local authorities, uh, they, they are in contact with the ship. When that happens and they say that and, and they know that, is there
0: like the most crazy, stupid party ever that goes on? They're like, eh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it goes, it goes. Uh, Let's drink all know. the booze. Well, you have two options. You either offload all the booze or you drink them all. <laughs> <laughs> so, and wait, wait, which one did the crew
2: to? <laughs> Yeah, which one did the crew choose? <laughs> well,
3: funny enough, because we were not part of Renaissance, we were also a separate entity within the company. Uh, Renaissance owed Apollo chunk of money. So Apollo had the first right of refusal for the food and the beverage on board. And the banks, they got, uh, you know, very ugly between Apollo and the banks. It took us six weeks to get off any of our teammates from the ship. So I had over a thousand crew members, almost 210 to 220 people on each ship. That They stayed six weeks. So we ate a lot. We drink a lot. <laughs> I can tell you, we had the best time of our life. <laughs> Takes the lobsters, the wines and the champagne and, and everything.
0: Funny how so, they, they cruise into a port and they're like, there's nothing left in any of these liquor bottles.
1: <laughs> so just a quick question. So when the other cruise lines came in and bought a ship here, a ship there and all these ships, did you deal with any of those transition periods from no, one no, cruise no. line to so, another?
3: What happens is after the six weeks, uh, we got an agreement with the banks. So they paid all our crew members, depatriation salaries and all that. And we are able to get all our Apollo uh, I, you know, items like the China glassware, silverware, the food and beverage items off the ship. And then they take the possession. And then they, the ship went into some of them into an auction, some of them uh. immediate sales, the banks and the shipyard. Negotiated with those. Right. Yeah, Sammy, place. did
2: you get any of that silverware or any that flatware? <laughs> any of that? Did to <laughs> no, save no, for yourself? No, 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 you weren't interested no, in we, that. We, okay, no, it's I, gonna I, weigh I, down the luggage.
3: Actually, I was, I, I was able to ship everything back to Miami to our headquarters. Uh, you know, and it was a great, a great, you know, success for us. Um, of course, it was sad because when you open and you had a great. Things happening on those ships, uh, you know, it was a really uh, fun ship. It was an excellent, uh, uh, you know, cruise operation. All star. We had great itineraries, great ownership. As it turned out,
1: I was working for Princess at the time when those ships, when that happened, and Princess bought R three and R four, and I was uh-huh. a scheduling manager, so I helped get all the crew onto the ship when they went to dry dock in Singapore. And then brought them over to start sailing for for Princess, which they became the Tahitian Princess and the Pacific Princess.
2: So, Sammy, what was your what was your um, uh, thoughts on working for Apollo? Did you like Apollo?
3: Yes, yes, actually, it was a uh, one of the best cruise line schools. Apollo, you know, um, was very closely owned by a Spanish family, Mr. Ordonias, who passed a couple of years ago passed away uh, you know they they operated uh, at the same time you know we had the renaissance division and the celebrity division celebrity cruises you know Apollo was the the main food and beverage operator for celebrity back in the days and while we were running this uh, renaissance operation you know they, they were also running the um, celebrities at the same time but we kept the two different entities so Really, after I I closed with uh, with the Renaissance ships, uh, I went back into the office. I was given an opportunity to work as an operation manager for Celebrity Cruise Line, uh, which I did for two two and a half years until the new management came in as Celebrity under the Jack Williams and the uh, Dietmar wertansel uh, You know, Jacques Wolfart. They decided to take the entire food and beverage operation in house, and Celebrity seized the uh, operation management agreement with with an Apollo. So um, that's the time that I left. Uh, I left Apollo and I worked for a, uh, a legendary uh, uh, president of a, uh, a C- uh, Cunard Captain Katsufis who owned the charter cruise line in Japan uh, for a peaceport organization. you know this is this is the charter for, for a world around the world cruises for four years with an old ship. Wow. Uh now uh, I, I am actually back into the cruise line. Yeah. I am I'm a vice president food and beverage for Princess Cruises. I heard
1: that a little birdie told me that you are at Princess Cruises now. It's it's weird how our, our paths have just continued to miss each other because I I left Princess in the middle of just before COVID started at the in 2019. I worked for Princess for about 19 years. And uh, yeah, I decided, um, okay, I'd had enough. (laughs) I wanted to do something completely different.
3: I got uh, back into the cruising uh, last year, August. uh, I took this uh, great uh, challenge. I will say challenge.
2: Why did you go back to cruising? Did you just (laughs) miss it or?
3: Oh, okay. So it was just a
2: challenge that you wanted to accept.
3: I'm going to be very honest. From 2007, Till you know, fourteen years that I didn't you know had any relation with the cruise line operation. I always thought that one day I'll be back, like Arnold. Was <laughs> under- <laughs> in the car. So, so uh, this was this was my time when when the opportunity, the right opportunity came in, and uh, I was not looking to to make a move uh, unless it was a cruise line in an executive level. It came in, uh, you know, on the right time, right size, and I was crazy enough to take this, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> under uh, undertaking of this uh, this operation because it has been a uh, nothing but an exciting run for me last eight months. I truly enjoy. I have visited in eight months uh, all our twelve ships, exception of the three that are in in Australia. That they are coming back to Alaska, you know. I travel very extensively. My office is in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, We created a new office. uh, uh, That is a big change. Yes.
1: So because previously, all the the main office for Princess was all in in Santa Clarita, which is a suburb of Los Angeles, and all the executives and the whole offices are there. My understanding is that they're just down to one building now. But I didn't know that they had set up like food and beverage or hotel operations in in Fort or South Florida.
2: Let's hear a story from your time on ships that was uh, either your favorite story or the craziest thing that happened to you on ships, okay?
3: Well, I'm going to give you a, uh, a short version of it because this was a long, crazy story. Okay. Um, during the um, uh, the bankruptcy, you know, when we were uh, offloading all our food and beverage uh, items from the ship, I was in Gibraltar for R-5. And um, we had the the captain... The staff captain and chief engineer came Sammy, down.
2: Sammy, let me tell you this. I left the R5 September 12th, 2001. I left <laughs> <laughs> just before all the shit started. Yeah. So I just barely missed you. So go ahead. Sorry.
3: You know They all came and we are all ready to go. And he says, please, please, Mr. Sammy, Mr. Sammy. And I said, the Captain, I said, what's happened, Captain? Please leave us a couple of uh, a olive oil and the Greek coffee, because we need them. We don't know what the banks is going to do with us. So, so so I said, Captain, you know, uh, I can't leave any stuff behind. I have to call my office. Please, just between you and I, we've been friends in here. Which I, I, captain was it? <laughs> oh, uh, I don't remember the Greek fellow. Uh, so. oh,
2: well, that narrows it down.
3: <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so, so I said, uh, you know, uh, Captain, uh, you know, um, we have to inform the office and the bank so that I can leave some stuff for you. He says, no, no, no. He says, don't inform anybody. I, I just, you know, want us to be friends again and give me some olive oil and coffee. So, so I looked at him and I said, okay, I give you the olive oil and the coffee. That's fine, Captain. Here you go. And then he comes back and says, how about can you leave me some pasta? I a captain, what are you gonna ask afterwards? He said, if you have any fish or a meat, we ask you to leave that behind too. So we end up actually leaving the entire uh, palette of food and beverage for the deck and engine department. Was his right
2: uh, was his girlfriend Wendy Gauss?
3: Oh yeah, that's that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy's uh, Wendy's uh, boyfriend, you know. Uh-huh. So I, don't, I don't know where where is Wendy at. Uh, I mean, I'm sure. Uh,
2: oh, you know, I'd like to have Wendy on here because she's just she's just so crazy.
3: Yeah, she, she, she will have crazy stories. Uh,
2: oh, God, she, I know uh, she will because she just she lived her life in crazy. She was drama 24-7. <laughs>
3: I don't know how you guys uh, stand up with her, you know. Uh, I don't. Either. She was fun, actually. I always get along with her. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. She was fun. She was fun, for sure. But it was, you never know. You never knew.
3: So uh, while we were leaving the ship, we were not able to come back because once, you know, we are off, that's it. The banks was, you know, taking all the possession and the captains reporting to the uh, bank representative. So uh, I left my, I happened to left my iPad, very, you know, large uh, Samsung Galaxy, something like that, in the ship. So I'm outside, I'm calling the captain. You no know, he he doesn't answer so so i'm calling him and he doesn't answer so so i went to the security i said listen uh, you know i have to come back uh, back to the ship because uh, you know i left it in my office a, a a samsung galaxy pad or something so they called the captain and he says excuse me but now since you left this is the ship's property I said, Are you kidding me? I just left you. I just food left you. Food and olive oh, oil and. Whole pallets of the food and all that. So he took it and says, Well, I don't know. You know, uh, we, we, we no longer can give you anything from the ship. You took everything, uh, unfortunately. So so I end up leaving my stuff back. Ah.
0: <laughs> what a dick.
3: Yeah, I,
0: I... <laughs> No rebound no. for that guy.
2: <laughs> wow. No. Well, hey, let's get in let's get into some uh questions here. We're going to yeah. we're going to do some questions for you before you before we have to let you go because we've got to we've got to try and get this down into an hour here. Okay. <laughs> so, what were some of your uh, favorite ports? What was your favorite port?
3: I think till today, I would say uh, Australia, the Sydney and uh, Auckland, New Zealand. Um, I always said to myself, if, if I was 20 years old again, if I had the choice between United States and Australia, I would have definitely choose Australia because it was so vibrant, young people. When I visited, it was so much youth and energetic people around with all the surrounding, with the beaches and all that. So, you know, my favorite is always been Sydney, Melbourne, Auckland, you know, down under
1: yeah awesome. I love Sydney it's one of my favorite cities and I said the same thing if I would have known about Sydney 20 years ago I would have moved there um or tried to move there like w- yeah. way back when I was younger now it's I, I just can't do it but I would have done it if you know if I had the opportunity 20 years ago I I think I would have done
3: definitely, it
1: definitely
2: did you guys get down to King's Cross did you get over to King's Cross did you ever stay there
3: yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) eric you obviously haven't i'm surprised i'm shocked what part
1: is king's cross i don't know i was there for two weeks and i was like drunk the whole time so i don't know where. oh you
2: probably yeah you were probably there because it's a
1: what's where isn't that Where's King's Cross? Because uh, I didn't sail there. I I I went to no, no, it's
2: it's over on the other side, if I of remember. The oh yeah. no, 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 no. It's it's oh shit. Well, you're I can't telling remember.
1: me that I can't remember and you can't remember, you can't explain <laughs> to me where it is. <laughs> Uh So I did a lot that week. I stayed with got, this friend of mine had been to Australia a couple of uh, like a few months before we went for like the the big pride festival, like the um in for uh what do you call it? New Orleans has what do you call it? Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras yeah. So it's called Mardi Gras. But it's also it's like gay pride as well and so they have a huge Mardi Gras party the biggest party I've ever been to I mean it was like 20,000 people like in like this place I mean it was uh, unbelievable but um so we stayed with these guys that I had never even met they were super friendly they 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 would let us stay at their house and we stayed there for like two weeks And they just took us around, and they were tour guides for two weeks and just took us everywhere we wanted to go. stayed at their house for two weeks? Yes. So, I mean, we just paid for, like, groceries, so they cooked for us. I mean, they did everything for us. They took us around. We rented the car. We paid for food and stuff like that. But they didn't charge us anything to stay at their house, so we stayed at their house for free for two weeks. It was awesome. It was amazing. Yeah, I love, wow. I love, love love Sydney. One of my favorite, favorite places.
0: So
3: where would be the worst port that you've been to? I wouldn't say worst. I think one of my less desire, I will say, I have to pick between, but India. Oh, oh, I have
1: some stories about India. Any specific port in
3: India? Was it Mumbai? Yeah, Mumbai. But the food you. was I mean, good there, hopefully. I, I remember joining a ship. I never forget, I arrived in the airport, thousands of people, oh. and I see this this airport police with the big sticks beating up the street kids oh, wow. and keeping them away from the tourists that coming off the airport. That was a horrifying experience. Wow. I mean, I, I, I never forget that. And I said, you know, I mean, it's terrible. Uh, 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 and it was really an overwhelming. A couple of times I've been um, with the ship, I never step aside, you know. (laughs) I never step ashore, no. It's
1: it's a tough place. You really need a local to guide you through Mumbai because I I had been there on the ship and I, I didn't really go ashore that day. But I've been back when I worked with Princess and we had a a, we were visiting the recruiting office there. And I'll tell you again, okay, not my favorite place. He knew where to take us to go eat. And the food was just fantastic. It was just amazing. I absolutely loved it. But it can be a very, very overwhelming place um, just because of the amount of people and the noise and this the it's just it's just nuts it's it's pretty crazy
2: hey sammy we're we're about out of time is there another story that you want to lay on us before we let you go
3: another one would have been when i was on crystal cruises we had crystal symphony and harmony in pacific first time i think it was in either a uh, pacific islands two ship they were crossing into the equator one was coming in the other one was going out so Uh, It was a moment that the boat ship's captain, they uh, stopped the ships. One of my friends from Romania, uh, you know, he was a great swimmer. All of a sudden, you know, we are all on the deck cheering each other, screaming from one side to the other side. I see him undressing, jumping from the deck from the ship that I was in, Crystal Symphony, and then start swimming to the Harmony. Uh, and, you know, I mean, this was like a in, in, in terrifying, cheerful experience oh, where gosh. all of a sudden you have boat ship passengers, they are going crazy, screaming. And you have this waiter from Romania trying to, you know, sprint the swimming from in the middle of the Pacific, at oh, least... No. A mile or two miles. Oh my from. God! So, so, so you know, of course, it was a man overboard immediately. Both ships they lowered the uh, lifeboats. You know, you know, whoever get them first. So it was like a huge experience. Believe it or not, he wasn't fired. He, he was? wasn't. Wow. He was not fired. <laughs> oh my but, God! So did they so did crazy. they find
0: him or he wasn't fired because no, he got eaten no, by a shark? I
3: mean, I, mean <laughs> I can tell you the boat ships guests they petition this was a huge horrific event and they they really wanted him to keep his job and this was like kind of an entertainment for them first time they see something like that so wow. so they they end up keeping him and uh, you know uh, he always had the uh, Story, you know, a, 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 a waiter who jumped on in the middle of Pacific, start to swim from one ship to the another one. I have never seen something like that in my oh, life. And I've never and heard I would, of such. I would, a
0: I would. Do you think we can reach out and get that guy on the show?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that you mentioned this. Um, did you do you have any stories about crossing the equator? Because there was always a big party crossing yeah. the equator, like yeah. uh, uh on the Earth. Three or four? Did you did you participate in the? Uh, in, I was
3: the... Never on the uh, uh, equator crossing party, uh, but uh, you know I had a lot of our uh, shipmates. They, you know, this was the great time doing the, uh, you know, uh, a party on the deck. It was crazy. You know, Hawaiian team, uh, you know, everybody have dressed up and things like that. As you can imagine, Brett, the the our ships, you know, you worked hard and you party hard as well yeah i gotta
0: ask does the uh so when you went across the equator does the toilet go backwards
2: (laughs) (laughs) that is not true that is not true Man,
0: sure. but but I'm
2: not gonna. Yeah, I, I want to keep that going. But so uh, anyway. Sammy,
0: la- last question for me, real quick, Sammy. So answer this as fast as you can. If you had to do it all over again, what ship would you go back to, and why?
3: I would go back to QE2. Uh, the reason why it was a a a ship I have uh, find the most friendship and the great old seamanship, the true sailors. That uh, you know, I, I have always seen and dreamed on Titanic. They were right there when I was uh, working on board. Such a historic have, ship. Yeah I, yeah, I I would have I would have done that over and over again. So you, well, you, actually, Don't you uh, forget
1: uh, your first ship, Scott. Remember? Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, so just real quick on the tail end of that, um, did you ever have any problems or goofy things with like Barbra Streisand or Michael Jackson or or a celebrity that was a problem or like maybe? Two white gloves, or
3: no, no. You know um, these guys; they behave well. You know they were rarely open to the public. Time to time, on a four days, they used to come maybe one or two times to the uh, dining room, the Queen's Grill, the largest uh, uh, dining room. Uh, you know, you you barely seen them walking around. So we never heard any any uh, any stories with them. Awesome. All right.
2: Well, great. um We're gonna wrap it up here. Thank you so much, Sammy. It Thank was so great, great to see you again. Thank you so much for coming on board and sharing all your stories. <laughs> really and, great uh, to meet you. Yeah, yeah good so luck. Nice.
1: So good nice luck to meet you. And, and say uh, hello to anybody who's been a princess more than four years who might remember
0: <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also Take we care. continue to pray for the people of Turkey uh, on all the stuff that they're going through.
3: Thank you very much. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Thanks a lot.
0: All right, Take thanks care. Sammy. Thank you, Ciao. Thank you Sammy. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh that man, cool. that was that was great.
1: that was such a
2: blast. That was such a blast from the past for me. It was just, uh, you know, us being down in the in the the crew person's office and the food and beverage office just hashing out stuff, you know, getting things done and Sammy was such a hard worker. I mean, even then, you know, I'm like, god
0: dang, I could I can't work as hard as Sammy. Man, he <laughs> seems like he did it all the whole time. I mean, from when when did he start on there? He said 98. It was like something.
1: early 90
0: 90. Well, early He 90s, started, started in 90. And, yeah. s- and just went back. That's I don't awesome. know that I could go back after a 14-year hiatus. Totally. The title for this one is I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, the ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast and video, please visit our YouTube channel, My Ship Story. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as My Ship Story. Don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member, and if you have a story that you would like to tell, or if you'd like, you can email us your story for us to read on the air. Email us at myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. That's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com. Goodbye for now, and be sure to tune in next week, same time, as we'll have a new podcast every Monday. Bon voyage!